all of a sudden the 18 month sleep regression sneaks in and you're like, what the heck happened to my good sleeper? I know this happened for me specifically with my youngest daughter. And so today's podcast is full of strategies on what can we do about the 18 month regression? And you know me, this is not just going to be Oh yeah, there's a regression in 18 months. I'm actually going to give you strategies. You don't ever have to worry about coming to this podcast and getting the the like the why and not the how. Like I'm going to teach you all of that. So this episode is full of information. But if you're ready to take a step further and you're like, I need a full step-by-step sleep training plan because my 18-month sleep is out of control, we've got you. We actually have a specific toddler sleep plan. We have a specific toddler sleep plan because toddlers are special. (laughs) Toddlers need a very different approach than a baby, and they need a different approach from a preschooler who's in an open bed. At 18 months old, your toddler should be in a crib, and they they really do want a crib. But I'm going to give you the step-by-step plan, strategy, and even script on how to talk with your toddler about sleep so that really within five nights, you are absolutely understanding that this is working. And within three weeks, they're sleeping 11, 12 hours all night long, if not sooner. So that is always available to you. Head to littlezsleep.com slash toddler. This episode today, buckle up y'all. If you have an 18 month old, they are so much fun, but they're also going through a lot of things. So I hope that this is an encouragement for you. And if you know a friend or a family member who is approaching this age, share this episode. I also want to pause and say, if you have a 20 month old and you're like, we're still going through the depths of this, um, it's likely because we didn't make the changes that needed to happen at 18 months. So you can still listen to this and use the strategies right away. This is definitely still for even um, up to a two-year-old, but the 18 month regression, it's real. And we're going to go through strategies today. So I hope you enjoy this episode all about what to do about the 18 month sleep regression. Hey, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant here at Little Z Sleep, and we love sleep. We love it so much that we are on a mission to tell the world that sleep is a thing. Sleep is not a competitive badge of honor. It is not something that you have to wait and survive through and trudge through as a parent. You actually can have sleep now, and we are all about that. And here on the podcast, you will hear stories from well-rested families. You will hear troubleshooting, problem solving, and everything in between to help your family make sleep a thing. Of course, you don't have to wait for every episode to come out. You can actually get a step-by-step sleep training plan over on littlezsleep.com slash shop. From newborn to preschool, we want to help give you the resources to increase your family's sleep every single night and ensure that your family is happy, healthy, and well-rested. Let's talk about the regression and how you can help. So the 18-month regression manifests itself in early morning wakings, rejecting the nap, waking up throughout the night, having difficulty falling asleep, pretty much everything. Um, It could be one, it could be all, it could be some, but those are typical things that happen. Now, at 18 months old, you've probably noticed that they have much more independence and personality. So the way that you approach this regression will be different than a baby regression. Let's start with the biggest difference on dealing with a toddler sleep regression. At this 18 month old, like you're now finally realizing you're no longer in the baby world. And so babies, we weren't really concerned about like, oh no, did my nine month old get all their energy out? Were they completely, you know, ready to go to sleep at their end of their wake window? No, babies just have a wake window that they need to be awake for, and then they need to go to sleep, and they need to be awake, and then they need to go to sleep. That's just how the babyhood works. Toddlers, on the other hand, If you have one, you know this. They have an immense need to get all of their physical energy out of them. 
until they're ready to go to sleep. Now, yes, we do have wake windows. And if you're kind of confused on toddler wake windows, I want to point you to my complete schedule guide, which will give you every single schedule you will ever need from zero to three years old. But after your toddler has their wake time, we actually need to make sure they have had that physical activity out of them. So for an 18-month-old, they could have had their four and a half, five-hour wake window before their nap, but if they were sedentary or you were just at home for the day or it was a weekend and it was chill, they may not actually be ready for that nap because inside of them is all of this energy that needed to be released. So the first step in solving the 18-month regression is to let's check and analyze how much energy is your child getting out. If they have been fighting the nap and fighting falling asleep for bedtime, I want you to really dedicate one solid hour of being outside, weather permitting, outside before the nap and in the afternoon before bedtime and evening time for your toddler. Let them run, play, jump, all of the things that they need to do to get their energy out of them. This has two purposes. For one, it gets their literal energy out of them. And the second is, especially in the evening time, when the sun is getting lower in the sky, it cues our bodies and our brains to produce melatonin. And melatonin is a naturally occurring hormone. This means that you don't need to give your toddler melatonin supplements. That will not actually help. And long story, I have another podcast and video on that, so check that out. Um, but it's not needed for toddlers to sleep better, and it's not something you want to use long term. And so going outside in the afternoon, early evening, when the sun is getting lower in the sky, it cues your toddler's body and brain to produce melatonin, the sleepy hormone, to get ready to fall asleep in the evening time. So going outside, getting their energy out, 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 that's super helpful. The third part of this, so we go outside before a nap, we go outside um, in the afternoon, early evening before dinner, and then don't forget, one of the core principles here at Little Z's is that we want a fun bedtime for your toddler. Bedtime should not be, let's turn the lights down low, everybody be quiet, diffuse the lavender, like no. For a toddler, it should be fun, connecting. Again, I have another lesson on that, so you can definitely check that out for more. But here, I just want to pause and share that if you are not already doing 10 minutes of fun activity time after bath, PJs, brush teeth, this is your opportunity. This is your sign. Your toddler craves this connection and the last few minutes of just getting all their energy out. So if you found yourself an 18-month-old who they maybe were struggling to fall asleep for nap or possibly they were struggling to fall asleep for bedtime, try adding in some lots of physical activity and then also in your bedtime routine, after bath, pajamas, all of that stuff in the bathroom, go to their room and play for 10 minutes. I talk a lot more about that inside my other videos and podcasts, so make sure you check out the Ideal Toddler Bedtime Routine for more on that. This pairs well with this lesson. However, your 18-month-old might be struggling to fall asleep if they haven't had their energy out and they haven't had the connection time. So in the toddler regression, often at 18 months old, they are struggling to fall asleep, and that's one way that you can help them do that. Now, what about an eight-month-old who is struggling with early morning wake-ups? How can we help this? Well, it actually goes all the way back to their bedtime. So one of the biggest things that I look at with an 18-month-old who was waking up between 4 to 6 a.m. thinking like, yeah, time to wake up for the day. My first question, and this is going to be so out of left field, you're not going to understand why I'm asking this. I would ask you, if we were on the phone together, I'd say, hey, is your 18-month-old having milk before they go to bed? 
And you might be like, well, yeah, that's what we do. We do the bedtime bottle. And I would say, I know, but they're not a baby anymore. So after 13 months old, like 13 months is the last call, there are no more bottles after 13 months old. This is not just something that Becca Campbell at Little Z says. This is something that the American Academy of Pediatric teaches. This is something that registered dietitians teach. Your toddler does not need a bottle anymore. It's not age appropriate and it's not developmentally appropriate for them. But more so than that, for a toddler going to bed on one last big cup of milk, is not the right way to set them up for a great night of sleep. If you are a nursing mom, I love this, and I am so glad you have been able to give that gift of nursing to your toddler. All I would ask is that you do nursing and then start the bedtime routine. So toddlers, especially if they love milk, and there are some toddlers who like, they decide to be picky eaters. There's a connection here, by the way, picky eating, eating, drinking lots of milk, like that's a connection. So if you are finding that your toddler is having maybe not a lot of dinner, but then they're gulping down a huge cup of milk right before they go to bed, we actually need to move that milk to the dinner time, possibly analyze having less ounces. That's something you can talk to your pediatrician about and how many ounces of milk are needed at this age, but they do not need milk as a main meal before they go to bed. So instead, what can we do? If you're worried like, oh no, we ate dinner at 5.30, their bedtime is 7.30, that is a little bit too long. So instead of offering a, a sippy cup or a bottle of milk before bed, which is likely causing those early morning wakings because they're excited for milk and they probably know I can get up and have more. Instead, we're gonna offer milk with the dinner. And then if you have an hour and a half or more gap between dinner and bedtime, offer a bedtime snack. Before they go to the bath, you could have a banana or maybe finish your dinner leftovers or have some crackers and cheese, something that is going to fill them up, but it's not a massive cup of milk, which actually leads to night wakings and sometimes early morning wakings because that's not what we need to go to bed on. Now, for more resources, you can check the links below. The point of this episode is to stick with the toddler regression. So as you can tell, there are some things that we need to go through some of these checks and then some of them have pieces branched off and you need to kind of figure out which branches belong to your toddler. So next, I wanna evaluate the age appropriateness of where your child is sleeping. I have often found that, hey, my toddler's a toddler, they need to go to a toddler bed. The problem is that at 18 months old, your toddler has no concept of open bed boundaries. They don't get that. And so an 18 month old needs to be in a crib. They will feel the safest there and they will sleep better there. So if you've made that jump thinking, well, they're a toddler, so toddler bed, that's where we go. And you're experiencing the 18 month sleep regression because they're just getting out of bed all night long. It's because they literally don't understand why they're supposed to stay in bed. There's no more rails. So can I just get out? It's not until three years old, a three-year-old can understand the rules and the boundaries that are invisible around their bed. Under that, no chance. They're not gonna do it. They're gonna get out of bed all night long. So if you have a toddler who's 18 months old, get them back into the crib and you will likely see a lot of difference. They will finally go back to sleeping through the night because they're not feeling unsafe or unsecure with not having those railings there and testing the boundaries. I have two more checks for us when it comes to solving the 18 month regression. And both of these are gonna sound a little odd, but as a sleep consultant with nearly eight years of experience working with over 500 families in a one-on-one -on -one capacity and serving 15,000 families in my sleep courses, 
I know it's gonna sound odd, but when you trust me, I think you're gonna see a big change here. So one of these checks has to do with bedtime and the other has to do with naps. So let's start with the nap check. If your toddler has been rejecting their nap, this means your 18 month old is getting into the crib and maybe they're screaming and hollering, or maybe they're just kind of like playing around and having a fun circus and doing gymnastics in their crib. I had one of those, my oldest daughter was doing this exactly to a T, gymnastics acrobats in her crib. We made one change and I've now since made this change with all my clients and it comes sometimes just instantly improves things. If you have a gap between lunch and nap and there's like 20, 30 minutes in here of like, hey, just go play while I clean up. I get that. That's kind of like your, your routine. You have lunch and then maybe you clean up, you let your toddler play around and then you go down for the nap. But sometimes in this 20, 30 minutes between eating and napping, your toddler can get re-energized from the food they just ate and they get a little burst of energy. So then they go into the crib and they're like, hey, I'm not ready. So instead, what I need you to do is go straight from lunch to nap, no gap in between. Just immediately clean them up, change their, put them in jammies and put them in their crib for that nap. This will help because they're naturally sleepy after they eat. Their belly is full, they've had their awake time, they've gotten their energy needs out. So instead of giving them a chance to get revved up again from the food they just ate, let them go ahead and go straight down for their nap. You'll likely find this is so much more helpful for them to fall asleep within that 10 to 15 minutes and then sleep the entire two and a half hours. Okay, the final check we're gonna make, I saved this one for the end because it's gonna sound a little bit odd and I promise you, I'm not a monster, okay? So this is something I affectionately call the cuddle moment. And trust me, from one mom to another, like you want that toddler to keep. You just wanna snuggle them for always and eternity. However, if this has been happening, this is an issue. And, and here's what could be happening. If you have experienced walking out of the room, either for nap or bedtime, and your toddler is screaming the house down, you're like, what the heck? You always just used to lay down and go to sleep. I know exactly what's happening here. This was the 2AT, what has happened with thousands of toddler clients that I've talked to. So if you have been turning the light off, turning the sound machine on, picking up your toddler, bringing them in close before you lay them down in the crib for their nap, this moment right here is sweet and wonderful and loving and I just wanna cherish that and bottle it up forever and always. However, if they are leaning their head on your shoulder and closing their eyes, they are getting drowsy. And I'm not a cuddle monster, I promise you I love the cuddles, but they cannot go on your shoulder and close their eyes and get drowsy. Why? Drowsiness is the first stage of sleep. Drowsiness is the problem. It is the enemy of sleep. That's why you will never hear me talk about for babies and toddlers, helping them get drowsy but awake. That's not a real thing. That's only for newborns and that's a completely separate, separate episode. For babies and toddlers, they cannot be drowsy on you, on anyone or anything except for by themselves in their crib because drowsiness is that first path down the sleep road. So what's been happening is your toddler's been getting drowsy on your shoulder and then you put them in the crib and they're like, wait a minute, they kind of wake up and they're like, wait a minute, where's my driver? You were supposed to help me fall asleep. Why are you not doing that anymore? And that then causes and invites perhaps you coming back in to rock them to sleep or pat them to sleep. And all of a sudden, weeks later, you now have a, a 20 month old and you're like, how did I end up in the rocking chair again? They used to sleep independently. It's that moment right there. So what do we do about it? You know I'm here to give you a plan. I'm not just gonna call out the problems, I'm gonna give you a plan of action. So here's what you're gonna do instead. You are going to keep the lights on, sound machine off. 
you're going to pick up your toddler, place them into the crib, and then lean over and give them a hug and a kiss, say your prayer, sing your song, all those things. Then go, turn the sound machine on, turn the light off, say night-night, close the door, that's it. This small change, like tell me in the comments, watch this video, try it, and then come back and tell me in the comments. How does this work? Because it is not a lot that I can say is like magical, like I'm waving my magic fairy wand, but this is sometimes magical. It is one small change for a toddler that just completely changes everything. And this is something that I just learned through lots of experience with my own youngest daughter and a lot of my clients. And when you fix this, I believe you're going to see a huge shift in your 18-month-old sleep. Okay, so let's recap all the changes we're going to make at 18 months old. For one, we're going to make sure that they're getting all of their energy out. Second, we're going to make sure that they have connecting time during that bedtime routine. We're also going to make sure they're not having a huge bottle or sippy cup of milk before they go to bed. We wanna acknowledge the cuddle moment if that's been happening. And we wanna make sure that nap and lunch happen side by side. Those are five things you can check on in your 18-month-old sleep. Let me know which one of those are you thinking like, oh, yep, Becca, that's the problem. Please comment. If you're watching on YouTube, comment below and tell me that. If you're listening to this on the podcast, I would love for you to rate and review this in your podcast app so we can keep spreading the word that toddlers can sleep. If you've come to the end of this video and you're thinking, Becca, this all sounds great, but like I am rocking or I am patting, rubbing, shushing, my toddler's in my bed, sleep is not a thing, so how can I change any of this? Then I want to invite you to the toddler sleep training course here at Little Z's. This will give you every step-by-step -step direction on how you can effectively make a plan for change. And the best part about this is that for toddlers, you're going to see a difference within five days. This three-week program will give you every single step, but we need you to be seeing results and feeling like, oh my gosh, sleep is real for my toddler within just five days. So make sure you click that link below, either in our YouTube or on our podcast descriptions, so you can jump right into this plan and begin the program tonight. Thank you so much for being here. Sweet dreams. See you next time.